Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Markets. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Also, if you're looking for a great place to help your salespeople sell more stuff, go to heyarrow.com and check out what Arrow has to offer as far as CRM goes. It's it's a really great product that, that really frees up your salespeople to sell stuff and not do as much paperwork. So if you're interested in that, go to heyarrow.com and see what they have to offer. As normal, I have Chip Nellinger from Blue Reef Agri-Marketing on with us here and ships nice enough to come on a couple times a week to talk about what's going on and typically we go together on mondays but tuesday we got a big report coming out here today that could have some impact on the market and i wanted to get chip on today to get his his insides as to what might be coming down to pike here so chip how you doing this morning man hey doing well it's uh kind of an ugly day in the markets here but uh we got a lot uh a lot happening here uh, coming in uh, about an hour and 45 minutes. The October crop report, uh, the market, uh, obviously, in the case of beans, is expecting higher yields. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the price action over the last uh, week, week and a half would tell you that. Going back uh, here to the uh, September 30th stocks report was bigger than expected on beans. We've had uh, nothing but lower prices since then. A couple intraday uh, rally attempts were... Uh, quickly repelled and uh, we're coming in uh, to this report on multi-month lows we're currently down about 12 cents 12 16 and a quarter november beans lowest we've been in uh, many many months we'll see what the usda says the market's expecting at least a half a bushel increase in yields the highest estimates uh, about a bushel 1.1 bushel uh, increase uh, in bean yields i would say at this stage uh, a lot of bearishness digested, so you have to be on the lookout for a bearish report and a bullish reaction. Uh, the other big thing in the bean market is uh, China's back from a holiday. We had Columbus Day yesterday. Uh, Washington uh, USDA offices were closed, uh, so no export inspections or daily export reporting. And uh, come in this morning, we did sell some corn to Mexico, but no beans to, to China, and that's a real disappointment to the market right now, um, you know, about midway through October, they should be picking up the pace of their buying, and uh, the market's just not seeing enough out of China in beans. So, a uh, little bit scary there. The corn side of the equation, corn's, uh, you know, with with beans imploding like they have, corn's, uh, you know, kind of getting into the selling pressure in here too. Down seven cents right now, 
526. Uh, still kind of in this sloppy range that corn's been in. Mixed bag in the corn, so we're set for some fireworks here at 11. Uh, you got one uh, side of the equation thinks that uh, yields are going higher, uh, possibly two to two and a half bushels higher. You got another uh, side of the uh, camp that uh, thinks you got a two bushel uh, cut coming. So four and a half, five bushel swing, high to low on expectations for corn yields, and to me that means we're we're set up for uh, you know some fireworks. Coming into it on the low end of the equation here, though, similar to, to beans, uh, you know, if they're unchanged or slight cut in corn yields, got to look for some sort of a, a bullish reaction uh, now that we're uh, kind of on the lows of the last uh, several trading sessions in here. So uh, pretty uh, poor action going into the October report. A lot of fear uh, that the USDA is going to pull the rug out from under us here and, uh, you know, uh, kind of throw some uh, cold water on the on the bullish fire we had here a couple months ago. Right. So as you're talking to the people that you, you deal with and all over, you know, Iowa, Illinois, in those areas, Missouri and what have you, in those key growing seaboard, sea, soybean growing states, well, I can't talk this morning. Um, it, what, what's your, what's your thought on that? I mean, are you talking to guys like, man, these are the best soybeans I've ever had, or I mean, kind of what's, is it a mixed bag? I mean, what are you, what are you hearing out there? Mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A, a, a mixed bag. What I'm, finding um some really good yields some yields that uh, are are less than a year ago um it's all over the board and that's what makes it uh, that much harder to figure out you know what's uh, what's out there and uh, so we'll see uh, you know I, I don't argue that uh usd could go up uh, just a touch um but there's there's a mixed bag and there's a lot of people out there that are a little bit disappointed and have yields that aren't even uh, up to a year ago obviously western corn belt with the drought they had mm-hmm. um you know maybe the expectations uh i guess reality versus expectations a little bit better yields than they expected but still way under uh, average and so it just uh, just makes it really tough to to figure out uh what's out there so if, i've i've heard a lot of beans in the 70s to mid 70s mm-hmm. uh, you don't hear many over 80 there are some out there uh you hear a lot in the uh, upper 50s to low 60s uh, and then, you know, that's kind of in the heart of the corn belt here. And then you've kind of got the fringe areas, uh, you know, that aren't going to be that high. And then the areas that were hit by drought that are, uh, well below average. And, and so it's tough to figure out where that is going to shake us out here, but we're going to know, I mean, this October report isn't the last report. Obviously they've got, uh, November and January to continue to tweak this, but this is a, uh, you know, a, I guess a good snapshot it's first, uh, Report of the season where they actually go out and they uh, weigh ears, they weigh pods, uh, they take actual harvested data if the field's been harvested. They they try their best to try to get that from the farmer, and so uh, it's a pretty good snapshot in a lot of uh, field samples, and so uh, it's going to dictate price action here, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yep. So on the corn side, same same conversation when you're talking to the to your to your clients out there. I mean, what are they saying about their corn yields they see? Yeah, very similar. Yeah, uh, very similar. You know, it's it's hard to hard to peg it. Uh, very uh, uh, regional in nature, Southern Illinois uh, in general. Uh, probably some of the best yields they've ever had. You get the northern half of Illinois. It's 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 a little bit of a mixed bag. We had a lot of wind. We had a lot of tar spot. We had uh, uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, corn dried down too fast, and so a lot of guys in the northern half of Illinois a little bit disappointed. It's not horrible corn. 
still pretty solid yields, but it's uh, maybe uh, 40 to 60 bushels below what the, you know, maybe the, the absolute potential of this crop was. And so guys are a little disappointed in that. Uh, Indiana is a very mixed bag. So it, w- again, what makes it harder in, you know, the Western Corn Belt, they had drought all year and, and you know, fought hot, dry conditions. And those guys are, 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 are pleased with yields, uh, you know, because their, their bar was so low because of the drought. They're coming in and, and their yields a little better than expected, maybe uh, not up to, you know, uh, APH or, or just at APH, but they're still very pleased with that given the conditions. Kind of the opposite here. Uh, you know, we had uh, guys with, you know, 260, 270, 280 farm averages, uh, you know, dancing in their head. And, and the reality is it's going to be well under that and still good, strong yields, but uh, disappointing given, you know, what our potential was. So that, again, you know, how's that going to the pot? It's hard maybe one of the hardest years uh, that we've seen in a long time to kind of figure out what's out there. USDA again, though, has, uh, you know, I don't know how many, uh, you know, several thousand field samples here across the corn belt and uh, they're going to have good data. And uh, we're going to get that, you know, here in about an hour and 35 minutes, I guess. Yep. Okay. Let's just do this real quick. So let's talk about um, two things. One, you start looking at Wheat and wheat is just in bad shape. I mean, from a from a supply standpoint, I mean, around the world, it just continues. The news continues to come out um, that it's worse. You know, if you look at France, they have a a report out this morning. Um, they're making another cut to their wheat crop estimate. Um, as you take a look at that, Russian uh, exports are climbing for the thirteenth week in a row. Um, so, I mean, you just got all these factors that are kind of piling back on to on the wheat here a little bit, and, and wheat's been a strong performer here. Um, for the last couple of months, for sure. So I guess as you take a look at wheat and, and all the stuff that's going on there, especially as we go through, uh, you know, fall uh, planting of, of winter wheat, I guess, so what's your thoughts about the wheat market and where do you see it headed? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, makeup. Wheat certainly is uh, one of the strongest things going right now for all those issues that you said. Uh, also, you're throwing on uh, and starting to get some press about uh, this potential nitrate. I don't want to call it a I guess I'll say nitrogen shortage. Uh, right. Certainly, it's as high as price it's been since 2008. Maybe a touch higher than that, to be honest with you. Um, and so, there's starting to be some talk about that. And uh, wheat is one of the uh, you know the uh, strongest things going right now. So it's a it's a weird situation. You know, usually for years and years, wheat was the weak link in things, uh, and and now wheat is the is the uh, strongest thing, the the war horse here. Corn's caught in the middle between really weak bean prices here recently and the strong corn or strong wheat, I should say. And so you got a lot of pushing and pulling here, a lot of, uh, you know, intra-commodity um, spread type situations. You got oats at all time highs uh, because of the drought in uh, the Canadian prairies and, and the, the northern plains of the United States. And so feed grains in particular uh, is, you know, pretty tight across the world. Uh, and maybe one of the tightest things right now is the wheat. So that is uh, maybe a little bit of a wild card in here. Does the wheat market have uh, higher to go? We're up, uh, you know, within a few cents of of recent highs in here. Um, spring wheat, Minneapolis wheat, has kind of taken back over as the leader. It's north of eight and a half dollars. Still haven't heard the, uh, the you know the end of that story as far as tight supplies because of the drought situation. And uh, it just seems like it gets a little bit worse uh, each day, almost from right. the case of uh, of Russia. They keep increasing their uh, export tax, 
And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, whether that's because of the crop being less than expected or the fact uh, that we've got some supply chain issues and, and Russia does not want to, uh, they want to maybe keep more domestic stocks on hands than what they normally do <clears throat> because of the supply situation and rising prices. Uh, whether it's a combination of one or both or, or multiple issues, they're going to have less wheat on, uh, you know, the export market out of the Black Sea. Uh, Europe has their own issues. And uh, guess what? We've got uh, we've got a good store of uh, wheat here, and we're going to, I think, when it's said and done, see uh, a pretty nice benefit on the export side uh, of our uh, of our wheat. And uh, so that's something that's still ongoing. We'll get some wheat numbers today, too, from across the world and domestically. But, um, you know, the production side of that report is going to be more dynamic or, I guess, questionable uh, on uh, corn and beans. The wheat thing is a little bit old news as far as, um, you know, the uh, the production number. But we certainly could see some tweaks on some world numbers. The market will watch that pretty closely to see what our uh, world wheat carryout does, uh, as well as our domestic wheat carryout. But probably not a lot of changes on the wheat side domestically to expect, but uh, the, the market will be uh, pretty pretty uh, adamant looking at the world numbers to see if uh, stocks are still shrinking. Yep. All right, so let's jump down look at South America real quick. Um, Brazil has had some very timely rains uh, as you take a look at, at their soybean planting, but Argentina can't seem to buy a, a drop of rain. And... On top of that, you know, Argentina is starting to do some stuff with their corn export exports as they, you know, look at pri- prioritizing international sales before they do anything, you know, for forward uh, forward selling of, of crops. So I guess as you take a look at, at, at those dynamics and how those are going to play together, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, mixed, mixed bag. Very early on there, they're just, uh, you know, starting planting uh, down there in the southern hemisphere. Uh, massive increase in acreage uh, is what it looks like out of Brazil. Uh, that's probably another thing that's uh, a little bit of cold water on the bean market, especially. Now, it's one thing to project those numbers. It's another thing, uh, you know, to plant it and get through the whole growing season and uh, produce that crop. But they look to expand their acres as well as their production uh, really across the board in all the all the crops that they raise. Uh, it's still very profitable for the Brazilian farmer. And uh, that's, you know, something that's a, a little bit of cold water from a supply issue uh, as well. Now, that's not going to be till later this winter, early spring, that you see those supplies hit the market. Uh, but they have uh, really kind of got off to a pretty good start planting. As you mentioned, uh, some pretty good timely rains uh, in Brazil. Uh, looks like the hot spot's going to be Argentina, though. It's a La Nina year. And uh, what that means is, historically... Uh, Argentina trends towards uh, drier conditions, and they're certainly on the dry side right now. So, uh, weather is going to be a big, a big issue uh, on into winter for South America. It looks like the the hot spot or the trouble area might be Argentina, and um, you know that certainly could be something that the market uh, it has yet to play out. If they continue on the dry side, that's definitely going to be uh, an influence as far as the world supply goes. And uh, so a lot of fun and games throwing the economy and, and inflation and what's the Federal Reserve going to do with interest rates and, and growth and supply chain issues and nitrogen and fertilizer costs, chemical availability. Um, it, uh, it's kind of a partly cloudy 
world out there trying to read the tea leaves right now. And a lot is going to uh, hit this mark here in the next uh, four or five months. Yep, absolutely. Well, Chip, good stuff as usual. Folks want to reach out to you and get more information on how to work that plan that they've got in front of them. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, best way is just give us a call at the office, and that number is 309-550-7213. We would uh, love to talk to you. A lot of uncertainty, more important than uh, it ever has been to have a plan and execute on that plan when we have uh, profitable levels. So uh, very important uh, time frame coming up here the next few months as far as our uh, commodity markets go. That's for sure. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also go to Moving Iron LLC to find everything that is that is uh, uh, Moving Iron. Uh, Moving Iron Summit, check that out. I should be coming up with some more information here in about 30 days or so. Uh, kind of start at least picking the place we're going to be at and start announcing some speakers and those kind of things. So make sure you check that out. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go be smart, folks. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The reach of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving on